0: of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out Let's hang out And let's talk about what lessons we found Let's hang out And let's listen to two as Let's hang out let hang
1: out, 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 out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Hang Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And here's what's happening this week.
2: This Week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And we want to let you all know about some of our events coming up on February 18th. And February 20th, we have two versions of She-Ra trivia for all of you. You can check those out on our Facebook and our Eventbrite page. We are so excited because we have been nominated for a Queer Tea Award, which is incredible. We are up on the lineup with some other incredible podcasts, and we're just absolutely floored to have been considered
1: we are so grateful for all the support so far and we want to remind everyone that you can vote for the queer tease voting is open until february 16th you can vote once a day per device which means you could vote from your phone your laptop your work computer your girlfriend's phone just some ideas were thrown out there (laughs) Go to the library, (laughs) every
2: computer at the library. I don't know, anything, whatever you want to do. I know I was saying earlier, we're so grateful to be considered, but also I want to (laughs) win.
1: Let's do it. It would be incredible <laughs> as a small indie show. We're up nominated with some really awesome network-backed shows. So it's just, it is an honor. It would be really fun to win. Either way, um, we're just so excited. So thank you all so much. Everyone who's been listening, everyone who has been with us since the beginning or since this week. It's just been, it's been a really great it journey. Been and quite a ride. Couldn't do it without you all vote we also have to talk about some of the things in the greater les universe because there's been a lot going on lately um first we saw a lot of you notice at the inauguration that kamala harris has a stepdaughter stepdaughter Ella, of, Ella
2: a, of a certain persuasion do we think of we a sh- certain
1: persuasion we believe um family <laughs> yes we've got one some fam us. in the white house one of us one of us so that was fun um honestly i was here for all of the inauguration content because i just love watching queers thirst over uh anyone like michelle obama and everyone else who was up there it was great michelle I was obama's arms every day all day <laughs>
2: What? Who thirsts over that?
1: Not me. Not anyone that we know. No. Also, look, I spend too much time on Twitter. I've been seeing a lot of more of the Russ Mello hashtag showing up. I think I can't even tell if the show is still running now or not. I'm not positive what's happening. All I know is people keep posting these clips. I've never watched Big Brother. I don't speak Italian, but apparently there's some like potentially less than platonic queer happenings in the Big Brother Italian house happening and we're always here for less than platonic queer happening so look we're also always here for like reality tv going gay honestly i think is what it is. always always also we talked about this a little bit before but batwoman season two has finally
2: come out and we are so so happy to see our new batwoman
1: look i love ryan and her plant that's all i know okay i just there's a soft spot in my heart i'm super excited to see where they're going this season i i love her i love her already that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie
2: and Lee, and welcome to our 58th installment of Shoulda Been Gay. Oh,
1: oh, oh, it was fun, it was great, but it shoulda. And in this week's episode, it's not called Gymnastics, everyone. (laughs) It is not. And today, we are joined by a very special guest,
2: Natasha Vanless, Canadian Screen Award-winning actor, based out of Toronto, best known for her role as Carmilla in the hit web series and feature film,
3: and host of the new podcast, Vanless Presents. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me and giving me a reason to... Put on deodorant? I weirdly put on deodorant <laughs> for this Zoom call. I don't know why, but <gasps> well, i we can tell impressed. and we appreciate yeah, it. You I know? smell great. You smell amazing. <laughs> I haven't we washed my hair tell. in three days, but that's what toques are for, or beanies for any Americans listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, what is a toque? Yeah, this is a toque.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, a That is why queer people have beanies, right? That's yeah. the only reason.
3: Is, yeah, yeah, it's pretty confusing in Canada, though, because I feel like just most women in general dress like a stereotype of a queer woman mm. like we are all about the plaid. I feel like even all of my straight friends are like very badass. They're like drummers who ride motorcycles and play softball and it's very confusing and they all wear beanies and like plaid and and we all wear yeah, like hiking boots. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if I would survive in that in that society. I'd be so confused. <laughs> It, yeah, but it
1: also I feel like you're highlighting a really important like quarantine perk of being queer, which is that like we can really get away with wearing beanies indoors at all times in a way that like I don't think everyone else can. Like if your coworker, like your straight coworker, just hadn't showered in three days, you know, like it might be a little sus if they hop on a call like that. But for us, we're like, yeah, you got like a you got a look, you got a vibe going, it's good.
3: Unless they're Canadian then it's okay. Mm, then we're screwed. Beanies all the time. Tooks all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very, very excited you're joining us today. And we have a very special a movie that we're doing today that we've been waiting for for a long time. This has been on our list probably since we started the podcast. And we've just been waiting for the right time. And it feels like the right time to talk about Stick It.
1: So let's do this. It is that time. Look, we're 10 months into quarantine. We need something good, okay? We need something happy in our lives. So we're breaking out Stick It. The the one, the only, the 2006 classic Stick It. (laughs) Are you ready for our IMDb synopsis, Lee? I want to hear it. I'm never ready for them. <laughs> our, for anyone who's not familiar with the film, our IMDb synopsis is as follows. After a run in with the law, Haley Graham is forced to return to the world from which she fled some years ago. Enrolled in an elite gymnastics program run by the legendary Burt Vickerman, Haley's rebellious attitude gives way to something that just might be called team spirit. Wow. Wow!
2: What a synopsis. Also, I think one of the longest IMDb synopses we've had in a really long time.
1: They're usually like one sentence, and everything in the sentence is wrong. So yeah, but this This one is sort
2: of closer. Yeah, I'm curious, Natasha. We're gonna put you on the spot, and you're gonna start us off. What's your gay synopsis of this film?
0: Oh,
3: okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Closeted, queer ex-gymnast gets in trouble and is forced to do some gymnastics with a (laughs) creepy old man and a bunch of possibly closeted queer ladies? Yeah. Valid. Valid. Every part of that is
2: correct. I don't know about the closeted part. For me, I was saying... Known homosexual Haley Graham <laughs> is forced to. Also, I, I didn't really focus. I focus on the end because that was, I think, the biggest gay climax for me. Haley Graham is forced wow. to. Wow, wow, we're going there already, yeah, Ellie. <laughs> to confront her ex Trisha after leaving her during the biggest moment of her life. Oh, and they do gymnastics. <laughs>
1: oh, I love oh, boy that. we are
2: gonna <laughs> yeah, we are gonna have some thoughts about her and Trisha, aren't we? I
1: love her and Trisha. I went a slightly different way with my gay synopsis, so all right, let's go. My gay synopsis is <laughs> Haley Graham has never met a shirt or a boy that she wants near her body, and personally, I applaud her for it, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I like it. <laughs> Not a lot of shirts in this movie. There, That's all I'm saying. There's a
2: lot to talk about with the outfits in this <laughs> film.
1: Well, and also the rem- the removing of them, because I mean, the first girl strips a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I know we're supposed
2: to talk about our experience, but my experience was that scene where she takes off all of her clothes and she's running is forever burned in my memory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really, it's that scene. It's not the ice bath for you. Oh, the it's ice stripping. bath as
2: well. God damn mm-hmm. it. There's so many. Natasha, what was your experience with the movie Stick It? When was the first time you saw it?
3: Last week when oh it was suggested. Yes. I know. I know. And I, I don't I don't know why. Like, this came out in 2006. What would I have been watching instead in 2006? Well, I have to say, first of all, the soundtrack was very nostalgic for me because it was everything I was listening to from, like, 2000 to 2006, so that was awesome, and all of Haley's outfits, uh, her characters. I mean, I was absolutely wearing the exact same thing. the The little bands on the arm. It was very yes. Avril Lavigne. You see, mm-hmm. and this C this is what I'm talking about because Avril Lavigne presumably straight very confusing up here in Canada but anyway <laughs> we were wearing those outfits for sure and i was i wasn't doing the biking but i was definitely doing the skateboarding so yeah that was very nostalgic <laughs> for me i never saw it though and i don't know i don't know why i mean i was also in music theater school at that time i, I was pretty i guess I, I was in the like the music world of what intense gymnastics would be. I was doing vocal gymnastics. Yeah, so I was too busy. I was shielded from the outside world, so I hadn't heard of the movie. But I chose this one out of the list of listener requests because it does star uh, my fellow Canadians.
1: Okay, but now we gotta know, though, is theater school vocal gymnastics as gay as gymnastics is in this movie?
3: Mm, You know what? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, more so on the male side, but... Mm. It was pretty open it was pretty open yeah it was yeah. like it was cooler but back then you know what I, I actually talked to my high school's gay straight alliance a few years ago um but with the, now they call it the gender and sexual diversity club Aww, which i, I love, love and it's so much better because i remember as uh in 2006 i identified as bi and didn't I wasn't part of the GSA because I was like, well, I'm not gay or straight, so I don't understand. And like, I just when I heard the announcement about like the club meetings, I was like, well, that's not for me. Yeah, it was so. It was so nice to hear that things have changed. But I digress. Was it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in music theater school, for sure. On the on the male side, there definitely it was. Yeah, I would say a good eighty percent. I can
2: understand that. Very queer. I think there's there's a fluidity in the theater, <laughs> for sure
1: do you need me to say it ellie as we talk about my experience what it's season four i hadn't seen it some i'm gonna have like an angry mob outside my house by the end of this season we we're in the fourth season of the podcast natasha and apparently this year all we're doing is every movie that i haven't seen that i am like deeply deeply ashamed of because they're all gay classics and i hadn't seen it either and again i don't know what i was doing we just did what we just did ice princess too and that came out like right around the same time and i hadn't seen that too i am what were you doing were you watching any films I, that is a great question to which I apparently have no answer. Although, look, one thing I will say in my defense is 2006 was the year that I, that, like, my high school into college, like, relationship was ending, and then I think right at the beginning of 2007 is when Kelsey and I started dating. So I did have, like, some, I had some, like, messy lesbian relationship drama stuff happening. Okay, that's all. (laughs) I feel like Stick It's a good breakup movie. I don't know because I was distracted is my point (laughs) (laughs) when you talk about
2: the your experience so I had seen it before but to be honest I remembered nothing like did you black out the first time (laughs) I don't know until as you're saying the ice bath when when the ice bath happened I had a visceral reaction to it this time watching it (laughs) like I was like this scene has played in my mind Constantly, and I couldn't remember what it was from. (laughs) But now, yeah, that ice bath. Did we
1: find your root, Ellie? Is it this? Yeah, the ice bath scene is my (laughs) root.
3: Yeah, I will say it's difficult to remember any plot points. It is like a very (laughs) what's the what would the word be? Like it's underdeveloped in terms of like plot and characters. I will say, but obviously, yeah, the visuals are quite distracting. Yes,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes. No, I because I was wa- I watched it. And I do feel like because I always take notes on all of our things to be like, okay, what can I talk about that's gay? I agree in terms of the plot, like there was not a lot to write down. I was like what actually happened in this film from the minute she went to the gymnastics boot camp and then competed like nothing really happened. But just she was hot. And we yeah. were watching it.
1: Yeah. And we were watching it. It's (laughs) more of a vibe, right? Like I I considered for a while saying that like that my gay synopsis for this movie was gonna just be like this movie made everyone who watched it gay. Because I think that's a legit takeaway from this film I mean I'm pretty sure if you look at like you know our age group our demographic this probably is a lot of girls roots right yes that that first scene with the stripping the ice bath scene for sure but also just in a general sense like the movie like one of my one of my commentaries forget the plot all I want (laughs) to know is like yes forget the what plot we don't worry (laughs) too much about plots around here what I want to know is who who is the blessed lesbian who did her wardrobe in this movie, <laughs> right? Cause like every outfit is gayer than the last, like everything she wears start to finish. I mean, the, the gymnastics outfits notwithstanding all the time, but it just like. What was uh, your favorite outfit? I mean, I'm not against the ice bath outfit. Is the ice bath an outfit?
2: Like, she's not really wearing that much. It's a
1: sports bra and some tiny little shorts. That's an outfit. Okay, yeah, that's an outfit. That's a gay outfit. Yeah. Come on. You're telling me if we went to, like, a, a queer convention right now, you wouldn't see somebody walking around in that outfit? Cosplaying as the ice bath scene. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if someone, like, made a little bathtub? Outfit for themselves and then, like, cosplay. Someone, somebody Somebody do this for us, please. Oh my god. Yeah,
3: you could hold it up with suspenders, and then, I mean, if you were really tough, you could go with real ice. I'd probably (laughs) just use like (laughs) bubble wrap or something.
2: Can you imagine just walking around a convention in real ice? Like, I mean, it'd also be very messy because at a certain point, it's all gonna melt.
1: (laughs) But the dedication, Ellie, the dedication.
2: The dedication would be really impressive. I'm just visualizing that so clearly. It's beautiful. Natasha, what was your favorite gay outfit?
3: Oh, I would have to say actually just the very first one when um she's on the bike it's such a classic like early 2000s reveal where like she pulls down the hood and like pulls her hair out like slowly out Mm -hmm. of her ponytail and it's just like she's been a girl this whole time because at first it's like you're trying to trick you into thinking that it's like a bunch of guys on their their bikes but yeah yeah and then just like the slow ponytail reveal was was quite special
2: That, yeah, that first thing was so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, such a 2000s move of like, oh, this girl is a boy. You're like, okay, like, couldn't you just have had her be, like, we knew she was a girl from the beginning, but also that scene is amazing.
1: It's amazing, but it's also, it's funny to me when you watch things like this now, 14 years later, right? Because you look at like that that aesthetic as like an early aughts aesthetic as well would be so different now, right? Like, can you imagine if you were dressing someone in that same outfit now in twenty twenty with like the aesthetics that we have? And I'm like, there is no way that the character of Haley would not A, be like, one hundred percent gay and be like definitely a queer fuckboy, right? <laughs> like she would have the short hair, the like the crop she yeah. it would be it would be like a very Although, different look besides.
3: Remind, uh, she reminded me of like a lot of gay influencers and YouTubers though mm, who have yes. long hair with the sort of like I, tan yeah, and like true. the beachiness of it. But the attitude, right? Up. Like the attitude yeah. gives
1: me the fuck boy vibes. I don't know. No, yeah, she
3: definitely can... was. But I would say I would dare, I would dare say most of the fuckboys I know. And that's a gender neutral <laughs> term. They got they got the long hair.
1: I don't know. Yeah,
3: it's fuckboys with an eye. Yeah, it's you don't have,
2: to have a eye. shaved head to be a fuckboy,
1: No, I know you don't. I'm just saying that, like, the, the aesthetic is different now, you know? Like, I feel like you can't get away with that as, like, oh, she's just straight and misunderstood the way that they kept trying to do it
3: then. Well, yeah.
2: I
1: actually really,
2: really, like, I know we don't, this whole thing is called should have been gay. I really don't think they tried to make her straight. She no they didn't which actually I, I loved I was cuz a lot of the movies that we watch were like oh there's a random male love interest and he's so random that we're like why is he here she doesn't have a brother she doesn't have a male love interest i would argue she does have a love interest but i'm just saying like she doesn't have a love interest so they're not actually forcing her Heteronormativity on her,
3: yeah, which I did think was really cool. That's the only reason why I was like, "Oh, the synopsis is she's closeted," because I was like, they never really mentioned that she mm-hmm. is, even though it's just very, very, very obvious. But I definitely feel like everyone on the gymnastics team is at is at least curious, or at <laughs> oh, least <yeah>.
2: bi- curious. <laughs> well, and Haley is like the catalyst for their curiosity. Like, when she she walks in, all of the girls, like, in the gym are like, who is this girl and why do we love her? Oh, yeah. Who is
1: this girl and what are these feelings I'm having? (laughs) What is this tingly feeling that I have suddenly
2: (laughs) discovered? (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the other girls
1: in the gym. So, what do we think of Joanne? Oh, poor (laughs) sweet Joanne. What I think about Joanne is I think she has a lot of misplaced feelings for boys we don't ship her in is it her and poot is that his name her and poot yeah poor poor poot well i can't ship her with poot because i ship poot with frank it's just it gets right in the way no i think i feel like joanne is just a little um sheltered still you know like you can tell she hasn't had a lot of chance to explore the world she's clearly very fixated on Haley for reasons she might you know, maybe hasn't figured out herself mm-hmm. yet. That's that's where the vibe I get off of her, right? Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: It was a, definitely a very classic, like I'm mean to you because I have a crush on you type situation oh, yeah. and i also see her as like she's like a bit of a femme dom you know like when she just asks Pooh out she doesn't even ask him out to prom She wow. just like when she's just like you're going to prom with me and he's also like wearing a dress i do have to say i really liked that the male characters in this like they when they're hanging out with the girls the mole and they put on makeup and dresses and stuff it's not like in a way that's done comedically or like oh ho, 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 look at me i'm being so silly it was just like very casual and i was like hey you know what cool that's really cool. Yes, I, I love yeah, the I love scene.
1: That too. Yeah, that the dre- dressing up scene I thought was great. And again, because it is, it was it was out of character at this time to have that not be played up for just like huge, you know, like a huge joke.
3: That, yeah, like, or like transphobic jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I almost, I really wanted to see Joanne at prom though and i really wanted to see like poot in a dress and joanne in a suit i like a very well tailored suit that like matched her gymnastics outfits i was like oh if only because that would have been really cool too
1: i think (laughs) my heart just skipped a beat is what happened like that would have been everything right everything like if she couldn't go
3: to prom with Haley, and if like that wasn't gonna work out then i was like oh my gosh i at least want to see them exploring their gender expression and just like joanne in a very boss power suit see i feel like she's gonna be like running the gymnastics boot camp later like in her 40s and just always in like very sparkly power suits she's the next vickerman but less creepy (laughs) please (laughs) and
1: And much gayer,
3: <laughs>
2: yes i I need also there's so many things we're asking of everyone, but like we need fan art of this like <laughs> Poot Joanne from situation. Yes, I would love to see it. Poot and Frank, I love them as friends for Haley, too, because, like they were trying to hint that Poot maybe had feelings for Haley. And then I feel like there was a moment where he realized, like, Oh, Haley's gay, and he was like, "Okay, pivot. Everything's fine. We're best friends, <laughs> and I'll date your friend." Like he was so very like cool with it. Healthy, healthy response, Poot. Well done. Yeah, I feel like we didn't have to. We didn't deal with any like toxic masculinity of Poot. Like, like with those all those old movies where like the guy's like, "Well, I've loved you for so long. Like, why don't you love me back?" I'm like, "Oh my god." So I like the two of them.
1: You know what else I love about that, Ellie, is I think it explains a lot because Poot realizes Haley's gay, right, makes the pivot into like, I will just be a good best friend, and then immediately latches on to Joanne, and I feel like there are dudes who have like this tendency to just like endlessly date girls right before they realize that they're gay, right? There's something there, and I feel like he's just pivoting to the next one. <laughs> Poor Poot is gonna have a long trail of queer women left behind him, I think. <laughs> so. You think
2: that Poot and Frank should be together.
1: I mean, I don't know if they should be together. I just think they'd be cute. He's so supportive. He's so, like, you know, clearly not bothered by, like, having a, a bunch of gay best friends. I just feel like he'd be open to it. My question
2: is, Poot at some point says that Frank is gay. Is he actually gay or is this one of those 2000s homophobic jokes?
1: Oh, I thought he was actually gay. I don't know. What do you think, Natasha? Is he gay?
3: I don't know. It was hard to say cuz I was like, it, is this a joke? But they they didn't really I think they just did, did things really well without like saying too much. But I don't know, it didn't it didn't feel too too jokey. Like I feel like it was one of those jokes where there's truth to it, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my thing. I was like I I took a note on it and I was like it didn't seem like he was making fun of him. Like it actually seemed like he was just being like, "Oh, this is my best friend who's gay."
1: They make all those like we're hetero life partners or whatever, right? Like, yeah, hetero all these... life mates. <laughs> yeah, like I, they're they're so cute. And the other thing is that again, they they brought the boys in. They like kludge in this thing with Joanna Poop, but. I kept waiting for Frank and Mina or Frank and, you know, like, something to also be, like, shoved in there at the last minute. And they never went there. So I I took that line as, like, a real, I don't know. I thought thought he was being honest. So the point is, this movie is actually gay. Well, this movie is (laughs) a little bit gay, yeah. It just, you know, it fails us in the way all the aughts failed us, (laughs) Ellie. In the way all
2: these movies No kiss us. between Haley and Trisha. That's how it failed us.
3: <laughs> I mean, if there wasn't, I feel like their mom should have at least hooked up, though. Because they had they're- some weird Ugh, competition. Yes. And they're both, like, divorcees, aren't they? And, like yes yeah except except Haley's mom is a disaster (laughs) yes but it would have been like really funny (laughs) (laughs) or or okay see i wish that and i know that he wrote it i guess like the star bert vickerman jeff bridges right played by jeff bridges like he wrote it and i know he wrote it he wrote this yeah oh my god
1: i did not know that yeah i didn't i wish
3: that there like he he wasn't that creepy i just felt like there is, I mean, now with the 2021 lens, it's like y- there is something a bit insidious about like a straight man who coaches a gymnastics team of women. It just is like very alarming to me, but I think it would have been really interesting if it was, if they did have like an older, like brassy lesbian who was the coach. Like I almost wanted to see Megan Kavanaugh who plays Marla Hooch in A League of Their Own as like an old retired gymnast and just like made it a weird comedy and she's like the (laughs) the matriarch of the gymnastics team and then like Haley's hot mess of a mom like ends up hooking with the lesbian hooking up with the lesbian
2: gymnastics (laughs) coach or hooking with
3: her yeah 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 craft scissors they've got a (laughs) bit more of a curve to them but yeah I, I feel like that would have been it. It's like, oh, she was just a hot mess the whole time because like men treated her like garbage and she just hadn't had an orgasm in 25 years.
2: <laughs> yes. And and then she's with. So what would the would it still be Vickerman? Like, what's the what's the lesbian coach's name?
3: I like Vickerman. Just
2: Vickerman. Like, no first name. Yeah, no first name. <laughs> we never get to know.
0: her. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
2: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's
1: King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Her first name. Yeah.
1: Okay, so wait, I have to, I went down a weird rabbit hole because now I had to know. So Jeff just didn't write it. Oh, he didn't? But did I think he that? didn't. But it was written by Jessica Bendinger, I don't know how you pronounce her name, but she also wrote Bring It On and First Daughter, starring Katie Holmes, so I, I don't know, I think there's a... Uh, I'm not surprised there's... that she wrote Bring It On, because like this um, definitely has Bring It On vibes. It has Bring It On vibes, but Bring It On did the brother beard trope, mm. right? Like, because that's what, I mean, we just, I mentioned we just talked about Ice Princess. Ice Princess trots out the brother as the love interest. Bring It On trots out the brother as the stand-in love interest. Like, there's this common thing that we see in our Should Have Been Gays, Natasha, of the, the brother showing up. This, Stick It does stand out, like, a lot for having absolutely no romantic storyline for the lead character
3: right Right, yeah Um, oh she directed it as well oh my gosh yeah i don't know why i thought he wrote it i just the patriarchy
1: it's worming its way in (laughs) and now i want to do like this deep dive because i realize you know i don't i haven't looked up who actually wrote a lot of the movies that we've covered and now i'm wondering if they're like are there secret ties like, are uh, they secret
2: gays who are writing all these films? Is that what you mean? That's
1: what that's what I want to know, right? Also, who did wardrobe? That's the most important thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is the most important thing. Look,
1: what I want to know is who gave us the, you know, trucker hats, the layer, the long sleeve with the t-shirt on top. Who gave us these looks? That's what I want to know. One <laughs> of the one, the mall scene, that one got me. The, is that the white with the white jacket top over
2: With a red sports bra underneath. That's all I have yep, to say yep, about yep, yep. that. What else was super gay in this? What what else did we notice? Oh, I mean, gosh. there's so much, but...
1: Can we talk about Haley and just her past in general? Because, like, there's a past with Joanne, right, that they talk about all the time, where they're like, oh my god, we spent so many years training together wink, wink. And I'm like, uh-huh. You're right. And then the whole thing with Trisha and how she like tried to, you know, reach out to her. There's there's some histories is what I'm saying, I guess. I mean, you're just saying that Haley has a lot of exes.
0: <laughs>
2: That's what we're saying. I might, yeah. I might be saying that. Who knows? Who knows? I can agree. I think there was definitely something weird with Joanne, but they never dated. Like we've talked about this before. Natasha, have you ever had this? You know, like before you came out, and you're super close friends with someone and then you have like this huge falling out because really you realize like, oh, I had submerged gay feelings for them.
3: Oh, you know, that
2: thing. I
3: was like, I was very open about my feelings, but then they were not. So it was mm. more so maybe I would be like a Haley in this situation. You know, it was like it was one of those like you can't say that this is just a friendship or, you know, it would be one of those things where maybe they would hook up. I, I I remember I had I did have a a woman's uh, say to me. <laughs> like oh but this is what best friends do in the novels you know like i always wanted to cross this off my bucket list and like refused to identify as bi at all but yeah are you serious i definitely had my my heart broken by like a lot of
1: wow
3: women who are so i, I yeah I, I didn't have suppressed feelings my feelings were very very out there but but mm-hmm. theirs were suppressed so yeah i, I want to know what that. books
1: she was reading I yeah true questions good <laughs> what novels good
3: Good point. And and so then like later, I think in my early 20s, it was a lot of like, okay, well, I'm just not going to go down this road and I'm going to prevent myself from heartbreak. And now it's so funny because like all the women I crushed on in my early 20s that I'm still in contact with have girlfriends now in our 30s, (laughs) which is really funny. I'm like, I knew it. (laughs) Nice.
2: Yeah, but I mean, at a certain point, it's just safer. It's safer to not, if you have if you don't know. Definitely, I think we've all gone through that phase of, like, not really knowing and then going for it and being crushed too many times <laughs> that you're just like, eh, I'll wait till I know for sure. Yeah, so there was a
3: lot that. of Mean Girls stuff, too. I feel like a lot of girls who maybe weren't necessarily bi or bi-curious, but, like, knew that I identified as such, or maybe you did have some kind of attraction to me. Like there was definitely that uh, that's why I think Joanne is a very interesting character because there was definitely a lot of like, you know, at high school parties being pulled in the bathroom and being like, Let's gossip about things, but like maybe we should kiss now and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and then it, you know, not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: that sounds right. So Joanne is that girl who pulled Haley into the bathroom one time. Mm. And then was really embarrassed about it after, like, wouldn't tell anyone, and so that's why they have such like this fraught relationship. She just keeps being mean to her, so she won't spill her secret.
3: Yeah, Joanne broke Haley's heart. Yeah. I think. Yeah, maybe that's why Haley was like, "Fuck this," and ruin the whole competition. I need yes, someone see, even to break me. This fanfiction, please.
2: <laughs> even though we know why she ruined it, it really wasn't because it, of her no. mom. It was because of Joanne.
1: Oh yeah. Um. Or can we wait? Can we work Trisha into this somehow too? Because yes. Trisha is a big part of her walking out at work. Oh, Trisha. Right. So, huge, like, how yeah. do we rope Trisha into this story? Like, was Haley already dating Trisha? Was Trisha also like closeted and didn't quite know what? How do we? We gotta flesh this out. I for me, really okay? feel like Haley and Trisha were like
2: out, open together. Like that, they were a thing. It wasn't hidden and they were like madly in love. They were really together together. And obviously when Haley left worlds, Trisha was like, you've ruined my life. Like I'm never talking to you again. Mm. And that was devastating for Haley. So she's like, leaves gymnastics, leaves Trisha. And then when she sees Trisha again, it's this huge overwhelming moment. And obviously Trisha's like, you're my ex and you ruined my chances at worlds. That, that's, my few thoughts on Trish. I haven't thought about it that
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I, this is just off the top of your head. Uh, yeah. Okay. What else? There's, what else do we think about Trish? There's definitely history, and I just I don't know that whole scene at the end where she like they're doing their little you know like the, the little team walkout. Nobody can see me pantomiming it, but it's really good. <laughs> they're doing the <laughs> they're doing the little walkout, all of them at the competition, and Haley like steps out of line to like just stand there and wait for Trisha to, to come by we're like i i don't know why there was something about that that also just felt like very queer to me right to be like we're literally in the middle of something but like we have to process our feelings right now actually <laughs> stop and process with me would you that like resonated deeply with me i think and so she pulls Trisha aside and trisha is hearing none Nothing. of it like i don't know there was just there's a lot of there tension like, there there was some heat some residual heat in that moment i think for sure sorry i'm not done with trisha yet <laughs> and then because we haven't even touched on the gymnastics competition yet right which is i think a, are we another, ever like, going to talk about the gymnastics competition is that the point i of mean this we spell? might as well right like <laughs> it's another way in which i think this movie is weird for its time right because the whole thing is basically just being like stick it to the man girls can have like bras i don't know girls the message
2: was a little fuzzy somewhere but... well if you want to take it as like a a metaphor for like the patriarchy are the judges right and really if we all just work together and said oh you're good at that you're good at that we don't have to be judged by anyone then we can all succeed in a matriarchal world is that what you're saying <laughs>
1: Well, yes, but also, you know what it was? Okay, you know you know, in the opening episode of The Wilds, let's just, like, let's tie yes. everything Wait, together. Wait, Natasha, right? have you seen The Wilds?
3: Okay, so I have not yet, but it's funny oh. you mentioned that because I, like every other asshole, started a podcast during quarantine. So my guest recently just told me that I should watch it in my, mo- in oh my the most God. recent episode you have to i know it's an amazon thing for me that's why i hadn't heard of it but i i was like maybe this is worth like a free trial or giving like daddy bezos 10 bucks and then canceling i don't uh, know we'll see it's gonna change your life this is what I'll i've tell heard you. good things um, yeah it sounded intriguing to me it's okay it's yeah. okay
1: there's i'm not gonna say any spoilers there's no spoilers i'm just gonna say in the opening scenes of the wilds right where leah's kind of got that like big long monologue for the first time and she has that one line it's all line that she says like when we first see fatten it's when they first cut the clip of fatten but she's like god forbid that you be like a teenage girl who is like aware of and comfortable with her own sexuality basically i got like very that vibes but like the 2006 version of that message right Yeah. From that, from the whole competition thing, where they're like, oh, you're going to dock us for like, I wear a bra? Like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to like pull, like, you know, oh, shoulders down, bra straps out. Like, this is what we have got to work with, you know? And then doing like these very deliberate, like, I don't have to perform for you, according to like this tiny little, like, prancy version of femininity that you have decided to give us. Like, it hit that same kind of tone for me just in like the watered down, you know, 14 year old version of it.
3: It's funny you brought up the bra straps thing because, yeah, I found that moment actually quite... I mean, it was very, you know, on the nose and over the top, but I did find it quite inspiring and almost quite nostalgic as well. You know, you think back to, like, dress codes in in middle school and and high school, at least back then when spaghetti straps were, you know, taboo and bad and how women couldn't wear them, but then, like, guys could have their butt cracks hanging out with their their baggy jeans. and, And it was, yeah, totally that thing of, like, well, maybe you should teach the male teachers to not be like perverted pedophiles instead. Mm-hmm. But and even like Weiwei's dance, that character at the the competition as well. Like that yes. was like I, I like you had a balance between you know Haley's very tomboy aesthetic and very like anti-feminine feminism and then you had like Weiwei where it was it was very feminine but it was like yeah as you said very sexual and and just owning her sexuality I love Weiwei's like (laughs)
2: like, (laughs) so the when didn't you do the worm on the on the oh yeah (laughs) yes exuding sexual energy in that worm so good (laughs) yeah no I I mean I loved it let's also we barely talked about Weiwei let's talk about Weiwei and Mina together because like
1: they, like, completely idolize Haley. Oh, God, yes. Especially Mina. Oh, my God, that first time she picks up the phone for her, I was just like, I'm I'm dead.
3: I'm dead right now.
2: And I also ship Weiwei and Mina together. Like, I just, like, want them to date because I just think they're so cute and I love their friendship.
3: <laughs> they did remind me of, like, in the way they idolized Haley. It just, like, reminded me of the first time a lot of my straight friends saw Ruby Rose on Orange is the New Black and it was just very much <laughs> of that like oh well, I'd turn for her and you're like mm, what okay I don't know but uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> look I am telling you you know what that is especially because it's it's Ruby Rose in Orange is the New Black Man it's fuckboy boy energy that's mm. what it is and right? Haley like, has that energy and yeah. Haley has that it's the same way that you see like the, you know all the women who go on TikTok these days and are like weird how the algorithm has decided that all I want to see is like lesbian and thirst traps. I don't know why that is, and that's what it is, right? It's like that's where everyone kind of lands first is the like fuck boy thirst traps, and then they're like, oh, maybe I'm very very into women. <laughs> it's they're like the gateway for so many people, and I that's what that's what Haley's doing here. She is being Mina and Weiwei's gateway into their latent homosexual feelings. Stick it is definitely the gateway yes also wait i have a lesbian rabbit hole for mina which is that the actress who plays mina whose name is maddie curly and one thing that's funny is actually a lot of the a lot of the actresses in the movie are either gymnasts or most of their career since doing stick it has been as stunt people a lot of uh, yeah a lot of stunt women in this in the movie trisha is one and maddie curly is another and one of her more recent credits includes that she performed a bunch of the stunts for Sarah Connors in our other <gasps> Dark season's Terminator Dark Fate. She was doing a lot of the stunts for Sarah Connors. So maybe that's also where she learned that, you know, very that's gay fun. swagger. Yeah, so. I see it.
2: Well, before we wrap up, I have one more character that needs to be gay, which is Judge Westrike.
0: <laughs> oh
2: wow! Yeah, absolutely. I forgot uh, right? about that character. <laughs> I was going through the IMDb and looking at all the characters, and as I just saw her name, I remembered what happened with her in the film, and I was like, "Wow, that woman was gay. <laughs> she was. Oh my just, god, and yeah. she's."
1: And she's like, she's so like the gay judge who is like, oh, a tiny, confused, angry lesbian. I see you, sweetie. I see you.
2: Exactly. Exactly. She's like this older gay who's like, I'll take care of you. Like, everything's okay. But yeah.
1: Oh my God. That's all I have to say about the
2: judge. But I just want to make sure I don't (laughs) leave this episode without just, you know, giving the judge her due. I know this movie is like so gay. What have we missed?
1: We've missed one thing just because I think it's an important point towards our Haley's very clearly queer coded in this movie is that there is one point where she's having a conversation with Joanne when Joanne is asking if she's dating Poot or Frank at all. Right. And Mm -hmm. she and she's like, no. And then Joanne says, why not? And Haley just goes, ew. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that they're playing it up as like a like, oh, they're her friends and she doesn't see them that way. But I you will never convince me that that is not just Haley's reaction to the idea of dating a boy. Okay, true. All I have to say. Absolutely. No, I
3: totally took it that way as well. And yeah, yeah yeah she gay yes. okay
1: that's my that's my only outstanding point that I had to mention. honestly <laughs> I feel like point.
3: that's totally why she has like issues with her mom too as well I mean I feel like some of the tension there is not just about the gymnastics and like mm-hmm. stage mothery mm-hmm. type stuff but I feel like also poor Haley probably had a really hard time coming out to her mom
2: yeah do you think she did come out to her mom and she wasn't supportive or like she feels uncomfortable to come out?
3: Ooh, maybe she did come out and wasn't supportive because remember there's that scene where she's like, you need lipstick. hmm Oh, yeah. No, and she's still maybe, maybe her mom is still in denial about her sexuality. And then, yeah, she's just trying to convert her a little bit. And I still can't decide like how I feel about the gymnastics coach as well because on one hand, I'm like, okay, like he sees her. And is just cool with it and gets really stoked when she does, like, the rock-on sign and, like, does her own <laughs> thing at the end in the competition. So he's, like, very supportive of your cranness. But I'm also like, are you a creep? I don't know. Because, like, do you remember when he it's also hard to just read. left her to walk home at night in a rural area by mm-hmm. herself? Yes. Who does that? <laughs> the most responsible adult. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, like, 50-50. Yeah. It's very confusing whether or not we like him or not but I think that's a point he's like he's definitely not like a a hero of the film
1: no he's like morally ambiguous I think as a as a outcome right yes
3: I feel so much better knowing that he didn't write it as well I don't know why I thought that (laughs) like apparently I forgot how to read in these porn times I just saw J.E. but I I feel very good about it being written by a woman and directed by a woman as well especially with the ice, <laughs> the ice, ice, Bessie. Bessie. Yeah, the ice especially with it, a lot of the like very gratuitous butt shots as well. Mm. Like I was watching it, not knowing it was directed by a woman, and I was like, I don't feel great about mm. this. I feel better now, That it's. Plus, I
1: guess it makes sense because I think if he had written it, probably his character would come out as the hero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, we don't need that. <laughs> Nobody I, needs that. No. All right, so who
2: are we shipping? We've talked about it, but let's like really get down to the nitty-gritty of who we're shipping. And let's all pick our top ship because there's a lot. So I'll pick one. Okay. I'm gonna go Haley and Trisha, and their ship name is Traley. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yep. What about you, Natasha? Who do you pick?
3: You know what? I'm gonna go with Joanne and Poot, but they're both pansexual. And yes. they both like to like they're both switches and like yeah. later in life in college they get into some fun kinky stuff together. They're gender fluid. Yeah, they're, I love it. Yeah. Okay. What's the what's their what's their ship name? <laughs> oh my God. I don't even. Well, I mean, <laughs> Poot is just such a good name that you can't <laughs> like Jute. That doesn't do it. No. That doesn't. Poan. <laughs> no. yeah,
1: Poo-Anne, wow poo I'm into
2: poo It's so bad It's just right, you know
3: Fun fact, Vanessa Lenji's. I hope I'm saying her name right because I've met her before But she has a web series That's on the same channel Carmilla played on That came out a oh, couple really? years ago And it's all about exploring sexuality And exploring gender fluidity And uh, she actually does drag in one of the episodes And comes to terms with the fact that she might Feel gender fluid. So it was. it's That's yeah.
1: incredible. Yeah. She played someone on Glee, right? She was.
3: Yeah. What's Sugar. her name? Sugar? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I did not know that. What's the name of that web series?
3: Yeah. It's called The S Word. So it's just an exploring, an exploration of her own sexuality and, and gender identity.
2: That's so cool. I'll have to check it out. That's, Look, see, yes. Lesbian Rabbit Holes. We love it. I know. Them. That's one of the best rabbit holes we've seen.
1: Right? <laughs> what's, um, what's your ship, Lee? Okay, my ship, then, I guess I will have to do nothing too exciting, but I'm gonna say I gotta go with Haley and Joanne, near and dear to my heart. I think it's gonna take Joanne a little bit to get there, you know? Yeah they got they got a little past to work through that they'll have to you know they'll have to sit down and and process together i think and god help me i have no idea what their ship name should be but i'm gonna say jaylee because Haley didn't go to juvie so there you go oh i thought you were gonna say hoan hoan oh wow hoan and puan we've got some really good ones this week is what we're going with i'm actually Um,
3: mad that Haley didn't call her hoan at any point like as an insult now That's amazing.
2: It's so good. Yeah. Do we have any other honorable mentions for ships?
1: I got to throw Frank and Poot in there.
3: Mm, yeah. Fruit?
1: Oh, no. Fruit. <laughs> it's right there. I'm sorry.
3: It's just right there.
2: <laughs> it's really is. Oh, now I feel bad, but also I love it. <laughs> well, th- what's the other option, really? Prank. Yeah. And Wei and Mina, too, I love. so. Yeah. Oh, my God. All of these are so bad. <laughs> like, no, what did you come up with? <laughs> I was gonna say Weena.
1: Weena, yeah. Okay, They're all great. Wow this this movie really hates shippers, is what yeah. I am getting the gist and I don't of know here. Their last names? we of them had last names, did they? Well, Haley Haley's it has Graham. Haley grand, it. Yeah. yeah. We we didn't get a lot of the rest of them.
2: I think we all know. We've discussed thoroughly. There's all kinds of gay stuff. I'm sure plenty of people are gonna message us and say, "Hey, you forgot this gay thing. Send it to us. We still want to hear all your gay stuff." But the
1: important takeaway is:
2: stick, stick it. it.
0: Should have been gay. Should have been
2: gay. It's time for our Q and Gay. Are you ready, Natasha? Uh oh. Sure. Okay. Q,
1: Q, Q and,
2: and, and, and gay. gay. So, question number one: Which gymnastics event would you stick? Uneven bars, balance beam, floor, or vault?
3: I'm gonna go with vault. Nice. Why do you say a that? A good choice. I have no upper arm strength, really. <laughs> and I'm very small. I'm, I'm very small. So I feel mm. like I'd, I, I would fly. Nice.
1: <laughs> you could always just go and do a Budahara. I think anybody can can dream of doing that, right? Yes.
3: <laughs> I do it every day on my mat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: going to start calling it that when I just, like, flop on the couch. I'm going to be like, Budahara. Yes. St- <laughs> stuck it. Stuck the landing. You stuck it. Okay, question two. Which Haley outfit is the gayest out of the following choices? A, the trucker hat, B, the biking hoodie, C, the gymnastics leotard, or D, the white tank and sports bra? Mm,
3: I gotta go with hoodie. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can't go wrong. They started strong, just
2: Mm -hmm. telling us who she was. (laughs) Right out of the gate. First scene, right, right. out of the gate. Yes. Oh <laughs> yes. No, do not. Stuck do, it. Never. Stuck apologize. that landing too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three: Which character from Stick It would you want to date? A. Haley. B. Joanne. C. Weiwei. Or D. Poot.
3: Oh, I mean Haley for aesthetic reasons. Mm, But I feel like personality-wise, it'd be pretty... It'd be too spicy. I feel like we'd Mm. fight a lot. But
2: for aesthetics, you have to go for it.
3: I know. It's the ice bath scene. It's terrible. (laughs) It is. But I I think... I mean, you did also already describe Joanne
1: as a femdom, so would you fight with her as well?
3: Yeah, we just wouldn't... It wouldn't work. It wouldn't Mm. work at all. Realistically, Wei Wei, I think, and I would have... Yeah. Nice. A nice time. I feel like Wei Wei would make a great girlfriend, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Okay, question four. Would you rather go to Juvie or VGA?
3: Probably Juvie. Because then I'd have like opportunities to start a side hustle. I'd get a lot of reading done. (laughs) You might meet Ruby Rose. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No, thank you. But yeah. Yes. (laughs) I feel like only because, and I know that this is a stereotype, and I'm very sorry to anyone who does do gymnastics because I have the utmost respect for dancers and gymnasts. They are incredible. I did a bar class once and I couldn't walk for three days. They're (laughs) beasts and amazing athletes. But I think as someone who went to music theater school and was very scared of the dancer girls and they were very mean and like a lot of them also did gymnastics, I I would be afraid.
1: Yeah.
2: I'd be afraid uh, to go.
3: I'm also terrified to do a somersault. Like I can't, I'm scared. I can't even do a somersault. Just the gravity Um, of it
1: look no pressure or anything but my 18 month old does a killer somersault and i bet she could teach (laughs) she's crushing them right now she's fearless
3: (laughs) i can't remember the time i got scared of them though because like as a kid i used to do like handstands and cartwheels and somersaults in my backyard all the time and then i was like at what point did i become afraid of them like there was a and i don't remember the shift but it just eventually shifted into like no thank you i'm gonna do like Snowboarding and softball, as if like those things aren't scary. But yeah, no, I was like, I think yeah, I think there's on the a
2: point where you realize that like you don't want to get hurt. The older you get, the more you're like, or you, or you, Look. it processes in your brain. I could get hurt. I feel like before then, Here's- you're like, I'll never get hurt. All right. So question number five is: Stick it your root. A. Yes. B. Definitely yes. Or C. No. No,
3: I'm sorry. It wasn't. (laughs) It's okay. It started very early. So early. It was like Hillary Duff and Casper meets Wendy.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) Honestly, that's a fantastic route.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is what I have to say that I don't know that I've heard heard someone say before. That's incredible. That's also like very specific and immediately came to mind. So I totally believe you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think for me
2: and like realistically bring it on was my route as we're talking about Stick It.
1: The the locker room scene. Mm.
2: That was it for me. If over. we're gonna,
1: if we're gonna try to dissect what our real root is in media, I'm pretty sure mine is 100% gonna have to be Renee O'Connor as Gabrielle in Xena. Mm. Especially when she got the short haircut, it's just, uh, yeah. you know. I didn't know, I didn't know it at the time. It, it's a hindsight thing, but a uh, lot of also, feelings, a lot of feelings.
3: Bart Simpson's babysitter? Yes, a cartoon. Oh. Laura, hmm. I think that was her name, or Lauren, there was only one episode. Yeah. I'm always really bad at these questions, though, because I have, like, the very, very privileged experience of growing up in a liberal city with, like, an artist mom and liberal parents. And so I think my like route would have been like, you know, my uh, friend on my softball team at like nine years old kind of thing. Oh, so. my God. That yeah. so I, jealous of that. Yeah. And like I, having parents who had like queer friends and stuff, I feel like I didn't I didn't have that. Like, I'm always very disappointing in these answers so I didn't have that like one media thing. Although I do remember also like, you know, as problematic as it was the first L word as yeah. well, mm. especially and, and flicking through channels late at night and and then being like, what is this? Yep.
2: <laughs> I know, I feel like... <laughs> what have I found? Yeah. We all the have that, land. like, watching the L Word in the dark memory.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like,
2: <laughs> sitting alone.
3: <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember, like, re-watching all of it on DVD, you know, probably four times over, and then, like, immediately breaking up with my boyfriend at <laughs> <was>,
1: like, 19.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: just just googling like the sarah shahi dancing scene and being like this is fine this it's what 10 p it's fine this is okay this is normal my girlfriend she
2: said she went to see black swan with her ex-boyfriend and after seeing it she broke up with him too (laughs) i'm like oh my god that's not so gay (laughs) just ridiculous (laughs) but yeah sounds sounds right well On that note, (laughs) thank you, Natasha, so much (laughs) for coming and hanging out with us. Where can people find you on social media, number one? You also have a new podcast, so tell our listeners more about it.
3: Oh, wow. Well, if people want to find me on social media, I'm at Nat Vanless on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, then I just started a podcast because I was bored and lonely, as the people do. It's called Vanless Presents, uh, the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, You know, it's just real talk with me and my more interesting, more intelligent, more attractive, smart friends. Yeah. And uh, we just have some like chit chats. and, And I think it's been interesting to just highlight different people from different parts of the world. And I hope I hope people people like it. And if they don't, that's fine. I (laughs) don't care. Gives me something to do. (laughs) I know. I do feel like a lot of
2: people have been starting podcasts, like, of course, because we have nothing to do. But also, like, I think it's good therapy in a way like like here. Like, I mean, Lee and I have been doing this for a long time, but it's like every Wednesday night when we record, even if I'm having a rough day, it's like, well, here I have a person that is here to talk to me every week <laughs> and we can sit down and have fun for an hour and it's it is it's a bit therapeutic
3: in a yeah, way. yeah it forces me to have a schedule and be social and like reach out to people
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes have some <laughs> organized social interaction that is also a side hustle
1: <laughs> well we always support more podcasts especially podcasts uh hosted by queer folks so we're all for it
3: yeah yes. it is un- unintentionally becoming a, a queer podcast, even though that's not the premise, but I was like, it is Natasha and friends. And those are my <laughs> friends. So the first four episodes are queer guests.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be a variety of guests. So like, I mean, obviously most of the people in our, in our audience are also queer, but it's for everyone. Yes.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to eventually talk to some people outside of the entertainment industry as well. And, and, and if not queer, my friends are at least allies as well. So yeah. it'll be really nice to, yeah, just to feature some interesting conversations. Some are funny, some are serious, some are sad. So that's sort of the whole the whole premise. That's Very awesome. Cool.
1: Well, Vanless Presents, anywhere you can find podcasts, I assume. Yeah,
3: Apple and yeah. Spotify, as I figure this thing out.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a blast.
3: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: Let me hear you say hip hip hip
1: We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week we wanted to shout out uh, a new listener, Lexi, who had tweeted at us about, you know, looking for like femme queer community and was so excited that she had found the podcast and was also looking for other suggestions. So A, we love it. B, if if we have other femme listeners who have suggestions, definitely tweet them at us because we always love having more things to share and suggest to people. So that just made us happy. You know, Ellie, you always love some good uh, I good do. Femme representation. I, love <laughs> some, I love some femme rep, baby. Also, yep. speaking of Lexi,
2: <laughs> Lexi reached out also to say that she was coming to Trivia. And so Trivia is always a great place for you to find community. We want to give a shout out to all of our Trivia goers. We are really excited to keep hitting Trivia in full force this year. We have seen so many of the same people over and over and over and over, and it makes us so happy to see you there every time. We feel like you're our friends. We hope that you think that
1: we're your friends too. But we just wanted to shout you out. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Danny Griswold, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunluck Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, and Wendy K. Bartlett. Thank you all so much. You make this podcast possible. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at LesHangoutPod at gmail.com or
2: check out our website at LesHangoutPod.com.
1: Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe, that way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. We also have some videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com to catch them. And don't forget, we already have the RSS feed set up for our musical that's going to be coming out this summer, so if you want to look up The Flame, you can check out our first teaser. We have one of our songs up, and you can also subscribe, that way you will not forget as soon as episodes start releasing in June. I'm so excited! (laughs) Subscribe. If you want to support this podcast,
2: Let's Hang Out, you can do so by reading and reviewing us on iTunes. We love hearing what
1: you have to say, and it helps new people find the show. If you want to support us financially, we have a Patreon. We have all sorts of fun perks. You can hang out in our Discord chat. We have... Game nights, we have viewing parties. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. You can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon.
2: Yes, we just had our last viewing party for Teenage Bounty Hunters. It was a blast. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can do that at bit.ly slash Shop. If you want to show your gay pride all year round, we have all kinds of t-shirts that basically tell people who you are on the inside
1: and the outside. <laughs> you can get those at bit.ly slash shop. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LSH Foster.
2: And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that,
1: I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee, And let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out, out.